Welcome to the Creekwood Church Podcast. At the end of this episode, please take a moment to download our new free app, which is the best way to listen to messages and keep up with everything happening at Creekwood Church. We hope this message inspires you and helps you discover practical ways to live a life of purpose. Enjoy. I want you to grab your Bibles today and I want you to turn to Ruth. And, um, you know, we're beginning a brand new series. And this uh, new series that we're beginning, um, I'm just just to tell you, I'm excited. It's it is based on the book of Ruth. And uh, we're going to in this series, we're going to be looking at the life of Ruth and and all the people that were a part of this story. And um, again, if you don't know where um, the book of Ruth is, it's the eighth book of uh, the Old Testament, it's right after Judges, but let's stop a moment and let's pray and uh, just ask God uh, to be with us today. I, I know that you joined us today and that, man, you need God to speak into your life. So join me today as we pray. Father, thank you for these next few moments. And God, I just thank you, Lord, that God in our living rooms or wherever we're at today, that God, you can speak into our lives. God, I thank you, Father, for what... Um, you want to do in our lives. And Lord, I pray that you would uh, just uh, reveal yourself in a powerful way, Lord. I thank you for this in your name. Amen. You know, the, the series that we uh, are starting today, again, it's based on the book of Ruth and the title of the series is There is Always More. And I, I want you to, to think about this. When it comes to God, and how God works in our life. It doesn't matter where you find yourself, no matter what you've gone through in your life, no matter how many times you've failed, no matter how many mistakes you've made, no matter what season you find yourself, no matter if you're walking with God or not walking with God today, I want you to hear me. There is always more when it comes to how God works in our life. There's always more grace. There's always more love. There's always more when it comes to God. I, I love that promise. I, love, I think that's good news for us to understand that, you know, as hopeless as things can seem in our life, there's always more in what He wants to do in our life. And this, this little book in the Old Testament, even though it's a little book and it's, it's again, it's a beautiful story, it has a big message and I, I believe in this series, we are going to look at, at, at this book and, and you're going to learn so much. Again, it's, it's really spoken into my life. And um, just to kind of give you a little bit of a background today, um, there, if, if you, again, Ruth chapter one, this, um, there's this famine going on in the land and we don't really know why the famine is, is happening, but there's this famine in the land and um, we also know that, uh, again, this, if you look at the, at the book right in front of Ruth, uh, it's the book of Judges, you see that, that really this was a, a very dark time in, in, in um, 
the history of the nation of Israel and, and uh, they, they were not seeking God. They were not wanting to hear from God. And, and uh, in fact, it says this in, in Judges chapter 21, verse 25, it says, everyone did what was right in his own eyes. And I, I think that even applies to us today in our world, because I think a lot of people in our world today are doing what they think is right in their own eyes. And this is the kind of world and the culture that they were living in. And is, you know, um, what you see is, is this beautiful picture of how God works in our lives. And when you begin to look at the book of Ruth, you, you, it gives us great insight in how God deals with not only a nation, but how God deals with people. And, and, you know, if you've ever wondered how God views you and how God works in your life, this book is for you. You know, this series, again, I, I believe this, no matter what age you are, no matter what season you're in, this, this series is for you. But there's this famine going on and uh, it says in the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land and a man of Bethlehem in Judah went to sojourn in the country of Moab. In other words, he took his family and they left Bethlehem and they went to Moab. They moved away from Bethlehem. And it says, and he and his wife and, and his two sons, the name of the the man was Elimelech and the name of his wife, Naomi, and the names of his two sons were Malan and Chilion. Uh, they were Ephrathites, try saying that 10 times, Ephrathites from Bethlehem in Judah. They went into the country of Moab and remained there. And so um, I, I want you to notice a couple things. Again, as I said, there's a famine going on and there's this family and the, the, the uh, father is Elimelech and the, the wife is Naomi and they, got, they have two boys. And um, which uh, again, um, I, you know, I know some of you are looking for Bible names for your kids. I don't know if uh, maybe, you know, you're, you're getting ready to have a, a, a kid. I know Pastor Kendall is, is going to be having a son, and I tried to convince him to name him Stephen, but they don't want to do that. But here's a name. Uh, one is the two sons of Elimelech are Malan and Killian. Their names meant sickly and wavering near death. I'm just kidding. Don't use those names. Uh, that would be like you introducing your kid as swine flu, or uh, COVID, and you're saying, hey, my son's called COVID, but just call him Cove. Uh, those are not good names. Uh, Naomi, though I love her name, it's, uh, her name means pleasantness. It means, to be a, it means a kind person. And I'm telling you those names because it, it, there, there's significance in the names in the story. You've got Elimelech. Elimelech's name means God is king. In other words, the God of the Bible is king. And so you've got this man, Elimelech, that uh, he's living in Moab. And uh, uh, excuse me, he's living in Bethlehem. And there's, there's a famine again. We don't know why it's going on. And, um, but he makes a decision to move his family. And why, why is that important? Um, do you know that, that the name Bethlehem, it's interesting to me as I was studying it, it means the house of bread. It's, it's, it has great spiritual significance that he moved, 
Bethlehem is the house of, of bread, and Moab was one of the most pagan places that he could have ever take his family. And Elimelech, again, that name's a little hard to say. Elimelech, I'm just getting tongue-tied. Elimelech, okay, I got it, I got it. Y'all need to say that with me a couple times. It is a hard name to say. But Elimelech, he moves his family from a, a place of provision, God's provision. He moves his family away from that to Moab. Think about that. A man makes a decision to move his family away from God's provision, from the, the house of bread, from, from Bethlehem to Moab. And I was thinking about this. You know, so many of us, we make decisions every day. And a lot of times what happens is life happens and there are a lot of us that, man, you're going through a famine, maybe in your fam family or in your finances or um, at your job. Or, there, there's just all kinds of stuff that, go, that happens. And a lot of us, what, what happens is in the midst of when something happens, and again, we, we don't know why the famine is going on. What we do is we decide to take matters into our own hands. And this is what this man has done. He's decided to take matters into his own hands and he's moving his family out of the blessing, out of the provision of God. You know, you, you, you think about this and um, there, there are lots of reasons why. Um, one of the reasons is that a lot of times instead of us looking at our situation spiritually, we look at it in with our own physical eyes and we just kind of take matters in our own hands. And a lot of us, man, we have moved away from God's provision and God's blessing in our life because we've taken matters into our own hands. And this is what happens in the story. And again, I, I wrote down some things um, that, that I, I, you know, I was thinking about this instead of him processing this famine in, in the way that he, you know, um, thinking about it and saying, you know what, I, I need to get in God's word and see what God's word says about this season of my life. I think of, you know, what would it have been like if he would have been able to, to um, read Psalms 34 verse 9. And it says, oh, fear the Lord, you his saints, for those who fear him have no lack. Psalms 37, 25, it says, I have been young and now am old, yet I have not seen the righteous forsaken or his children begging for bread. Psalms 33, 18 verse through 19 says, Behold, the eye of the Lord is on those who fear him, on those who hope in his steadfast love, that he may deliver their soul from death and keep them alive in famine. So you got a guy that his name means God is king, that God is the king. And it's a real tragedy because, again, he moves his family. And, and you, know, um, you know, one of the saddest things that, that I think that happens is that I think a lot of us forget that all of us have influence. And he has an influence on his family. And um, he takes his family again. And uh, when we choose to take matters into our own hands and not trust God, we end up taking people with us. And he takes his kids and moms and dads, listen to me, your commitment to Christ matters. It matters. 
And you read this first chapter and it's really, uh, uh, at the beginning it starts off pretty sad because there's a lot of decisions that are made. And again, they move there and they live there over 10 years and their, their boys get married. And the, the story, you know, you read this, it's, just, it's, it's sad that uh, Elimelech dies and um, their two sons dies. And, and then just Naomi is left. And you're going to see that, he, that even when you read towards the end of the chapter, Naomi, whose, whose name I, I told you means pleasantness or sweetness, now she's saying, just call me bitter, negative, nasty, old nag. I know some of you, um, I better not say anything about that too much. Uh, but anyways, where was I? Uh, no, talking about nasty old nags. Uh, that's how much the circumstances that they've been in because of the decision to move away from God's provision. And some of you right now, this is the decision you're making. You're like, you think about a great example is tithing. A lot of us, when we're going through something we don't understand, instead of saying, God, what are you trying to teach me? What we do is we say, you know what? I'm, I don't think I'm, I can afford to tithe. Listen, you can't afford not to tithe. What you don't give to God, he can't bless. And I'm not talking about tithing because the, the, the church need, you know, is in great need. You guys have been, uh, this church has been abundantly blessed these, these last three or four months. We've been able to do more for the kingdom, kingdom of, of God because of the generosity of people. But, and I'm not talking about that because I'm trying to get you to give. I want something for you. You look, you look at there, there's so many things that that again, that a lot of us, we, we try to take matters into our own hands and we think that that's what I need to do. And, and again, God's going to God has a free will for you. God's not going to force you to make decisions. You have to make the decision to say, I want to be in the place where God's blessing is. I want to be in the place of God's provision. And so I, I, I know that when you begin to study God's word, God has set these spiritual laws or these moral laws. Like, you know, the Ten Commandments are not something that God gave us because he was trying to keep us from something. It was because God wanted something for us. Do you know that if, if you don't lie, your life is a lot better? If you don't steal or you don't commit adultery, Listen, God can forgive you all of those things and God can restore and, and God does that. But reminding yourself of, of you know, I, I, let, me, let me show you this. Do you know that, that when you honor, in Ephesians chapter 6, it says, Honor your father and mother. This is the first commandment with a promise that it may go well with you and that you may live long in the land. This is how God has set up the universe. When you honor your parents, your life is going to go much better. So it's important, again, to stay in the place, to be in the place of God's provision. And I, I, this really spoke to me spiritually because I think a lot of us in the, in the culture that we live in, we are, we are taking matters into our own hands. And, and we too are... are are in a moment that, that we're doing just what, whatever seems right in our own eyes. Do you know that God wants to do more than you could ever imagine in your life? 
God's blessing, God's provision. And this is a moment, instead of trying to physically, trying to figure out what God is doing in your life, look at it spiritually and say, God, would you work in my life? Would you, would you help me to see what you want to see? What you want me to see? I love the, the fact that, again, um, Ruth has this commitment to Naomi and she stays with her and they make this decision to go back. To Bethlehem. To the place, to the house of bread. And, um, you know, again, I, I don't know what the reason is why um, you made the decision for, for a lot of us, we've made the decision to kind of move away from the blessing of God and the provision of God. And if you want to write some of the, these things down, for some of us, maybe we've, we gave up on God's wisdom and settled for the world's ways. You know, Romans 12 two says this, do not, don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Number two, I think a lot of us, we followed our feelings instead of our faith. And Romans 8, 6 says this, so letting your sinful nature control your mind, mind leads to death, but letting the spirit control your mind leads to life and peace. The last area I think is that we've trusted ourselves more than we've trusted God. And I've talked about that in Proverbs 3, 5 says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge him and he will make your path straight. You know, I don't, I don't know where you find yourself. And again, there's a great temptation to make a lot of decisions about your, your life and your family and some of you have made big, big, big decisions. And you look back and you say, man, it was a mistake to do that. We, we, we were only looking at it in our physical eyes and we made some big decisions and we really got out of the place of God's provision and God's blessing in our life. And the temptation is to want to take a, 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 a Sharpie and want to mark, it, mark that section of your life and say it's wasted. But I would encourage you not to use the marker, the, the, the Sharpie, but take a highlighter and highlight it and say, God's going to use this to do more than I ever imagined in my life. God's going to do more. Why? Because I know there is more when I trust in God. And I'm going to lean in. I'm going to go back like, like Naomi and Ruth did. They made the decision to go back to Bethlehem and listen to, to this scripture. It's one of the most uh, beautiful scriptures. It says in, in Ruth 1, 22, it says, So Naomi returned and Ruth the Moabite, Moabite her daughter-in-law with her, who returned from the country of Moab, and they came to Bethlehem at the beginning of barley harvest. That's so important. If you underline your Bible or highlight your Bible, it says at the beginning of barley harvest. You remember there was a famine there before? And now they are coming back at the beginning of the harvest. 
She does one thing and it changes everything. She makes the decision to go back. The decision you have to make today is you need to go back to God. I know it's easy to say, well, Pastor Stephen, I'm watching church and like I go to Creekwood and I'm a part of Creekwood. I, listen, God's not, not just wanting us to be about church. God, God wants a relationship with us. And I'm, I'm encouraging you to, to and, and listen, I love church. But just church in itself is not enough. There, there has to be this, this relationship with God that we, we walk with Him. And what we need to see is that we, if we will walk back to God and we will, we will seek Him again, you're going to watch God do one thing after another in your family, in your life. See, there's, there's a temptation right now to focus on the whys of why is this happening, why did that happen, and all of this stuff. And, I, and you read one of, the, one of the verses there in that first chapter, and I would just encourage you to read that if you have a chance to read the whole chapter. There's a moment that, that Naomi is so bitter against God, and she's blaming God for everything. And I'm like, Naomi, it was Elimelech that made the decision. It wasn't God. And listen, it... It's very easy to want to blame God for things in our life. And, and again, I have a lot of questions about a lot of stuff in my life. And I, I have come to understand that there, there are some questions that I'm not going to get answers until I get to heaven. You know, if, if I have to have all the answers, I'm not walking by faith. And what I need to be able to say is, God, I trust you. And I want to be in the place of provision. God, I want to be in the place of blessing in my life. I, I, so, God, I, 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 I want to go back to that place. Go back to Bethlehem. Go back to the house of bread. I, I want to pray with you today. And I, I want to just ask you right there and wherever you're at to bow your heads. And, and I, I, I want to encourage you. You know, if you're watching today and you're like, you know, Pastor Stephen, I'm so far from God. I'm just, I've grown so cold in my heart. I've made a lot of, I just kind of started making all these decisions and I've taken matters in my own hands and I've made a mess of my life and I know that, that I, need, I need God in my life. Would you just pray this prayer and say, just close your eyes right there and just say, God, I, I repent of taking matters in my own hands. I, I repent of of making decisions that have affected my family and affected the people around me, God, and seeing things only through physical eyes. God, spiritually, Lord, help me to see what you're doing. And God, I, I want to seek you. I, I want to get back in your word. I want to get back into walking according to what you want me to, to walk. God, I surrender my life to you today. You know, if you prayed that prayer today and listen, God's listening to you. God loves you. And, you know, if you, you want to receive Christ into your life today, you can do so right there where you're at. Just say, Jesus Christ, come into my life. Forgive me of all of my sins. You know, the Bible says that if we confess our sins, he's faithful and just to forgive us of all of our sins. God loves you.
and God wants to do more in your life. Thanks for listening to the Creekwood Church Podcast. If you live in the Dallas-Fort Worth area, we would love to have you engage in one of our weekend services. For directions, service times, and more information about the ministries of Creekwood Church, please visit our website at creekwoodchurch.com.